Hi, this is Heidi, and this is Parent Town, a podcast where we explore stories of parenting in hopes that they can connect us and maybe make the world a little easier to understand. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Parent Town. This is Heidi. One of the best feelings about producing this podcast is when I learn new things, and this was definitely one of them. Have you heard of the conscious parenting movement? Maybe you are sort of doing this already, but didn't know it actually had a name. Are you curious about knowing more? On this episode of Parent Town, I am speaking with Desiree Brazelton with Spark Wellness and her involvement within the idea of conscious parenting. Here is her story. Hi, Desiree. Hi. Thanks for being here, first of all. I'm excited about what we're going to talk about today. So we were chatting earlier. When I do these podcasts, I love learning things that I didn't know before researching. And this was one of those topics about conscious parenting that I... You know, you kind of hear about, but knowing what you do and also being able to do a little research on my own, it just felt like, oh, yeah, this is really interesting. And I think other parents would really appreciate knowing more about this. So can you tell me, just to begin with, what is conscious parenting? Well, thanks for having me. It's great to be here talking with you. Conscious parenting is a different way of looking at the parenting relationship because it's really a partnership with your child. And it's an invitation to really learn from your child rather than a lot of the parenting books and instructions are pointing the finger at your child and you want your child to change and so you need to set up rules and boundaries for them and it's about them. Whereas conscious parenting is about you as the parent. So if you want something to change in your relationship with your child, you're the one that needs to change. And I love that idea. There are a couple of other tenets, the the two main tenets of conscious parenting that I talk to people about are, one, cleaning up your side of the street. That is my favorite (laughs) saying. I'm not kidding you. My husband says it all the time and I use that and I just feel like that. I thought about that saying (laughs) when I was reading this. I was like, that's exactly what we're doing is we're cleaning up our side of the street. (laughs) That's great. so true. Uh Um, Because we don't come to parenting without our own baggage. We have, we've been children. We've been adults sometimes. (laughs) Um, And we come into that relationship compromised And our child doesn't. So we're the ones that need to be aware of what we bring into that relationship and figure out what are these buttons that I keep putting out for my child to push. And most of the time, those buttons are all of our old emotional baggage that we're putting out there waiting for our child to activate. And they're doing a great job of being mirrors for us of what we need to heal. That's part of their job. I also tell parents that part of the other part of conscious parenting in my mind is to learn how to really deeply see and understand and know your child for the unique spiritual being that they are 
and then be the parent that they need you to be. Mm-hmm. And every child needs you to be a different parent. Mm-hmm. So I have three kids. Mm-hmm. I have to be a different parent for all three of them at different times. And that's really, in a nutshell, what I think conscious parenting is. So parenting doesn't really come with this handbook, or at least I've never seen it. It does. <laughs> but I feel like this is as close to a handbook as we can get. And, and I would like to think at the end of the day, you know, parents are saying, I'm doing the best I can, but this approach of conscious parenting takes that idea and really expands on it to be the focus of the parent, our contribution, holding up that mirror of how we're entering this role. Absolutely. And, you know, I used to say that our children arrive without a manual or a handbook, but that's really untrue Hmm. because they arrive and the handbook that we have is the book that our parents taught us. Hmm. That's the thing that keeps getting passed down until you become conscious of it. So that's the handbook until we can rewrite it a little. Yes. Yeah. And that's the work is to understand those unconscious things that we keep bringing into our relationship. If people are interested in knowing more about this movement and about what you do, can you give me some champions that are working in the field right now um, and also maybe resources that you would pass along to somebody who doesn't know anything about this, who's just interested in sort of the intro to what does this mean and what are the logistics? I know people love to know, love the theory, just tell me what to do. Yeah, (laughs) it's not that easy. Right. Although, so I got into conscious parenting. I'm a homeopathic practitioner and I have been in private practice for 10 years. I've always said that homeopathy is my number one secret parenting resource because it really helps to shift that internal landscape a bit. But I've also along the way had people ask me, can you help so-and-so with their child? Can you tell me what to do? And I never really understood what I was doing. I I didn't have the words to to help someone else until I found Dr. Shafali Sabri's work. And she's really become the modern champion of conscious parenting. Her book, The Conscious Parent, was the first book that I read. And when I read that, I, it all came together. My practice, the way that I was parenting, you know, a bit of the way that I was raised. I was lucky enough to have a mom who, while she didn't know the conscious parenting idea, she did her best to parent from that. And so that book, and then she also has another book called The Awakened Family, which are both really great resources. And she talks a lot about, she gives a bit of the how-tos in those books, but really the instructions come from your child. Mm. If you know and understand your child, that's your spiritual teacher. Mm -hmm. Because they're the ones that, if you're activated by them, well, what does that mean for me? If they're they're acting in a certain way, well, what am I not seeing about them? Mm-hmm. What don't I understand about them? Mm-hmm. It's just a really easy process of being curious. Mm, I love that. Yeah. It, that's a, such a great word as far as parenting is concerned, because I don't think a lot of people think about, oh, parenting is being curious. <laughs> no. You know? No. I, I just don't think that's a word that comes to our mind. And I just love the fact of looking at our children... And being curious, 
who who are they and how are they different and how do I uh, like what you said with your three kids parenting them in a way that's sort of different to each child because one size isn't going to fit all no when it comes to the humans they're all different they're all different I'd love to jump into your story of how you became involved we just chatted a little bit about your your background but I'd love you to sort of build on top of that and not only how you got here, but what you're seeing around you now, and maybe not only your story, but witnessing other people uh, who you work with, maybe some of their stories, some highlights that you've seen. Yeah, sure. Well, today's a really great um, day to be talking about this topic because my two older girls are off school today, mm-hmm. and we had we had a little incident on the way out, and we j- kind of joked together about, oh, today's a good day to go talk about parenting, Mom. As my older daughter was in tears a little bit before I left. But it shows up in my life like we're all five of us going on a trip tomorrow. And so luckily the listeners can't see me, but I, I forgot to brush my hair. <laughs> I didn't put any makeup You're on gorgeous. Today. <laughs> and, I re- and so it's been, I've been up since four in the morning, you know, getting, my, getting all the, the things ready, right? And so I have this, I have this feel, you know, I can identify with this feeling that my mom used to have, like before we'd go on a trip or before we'd have a party, this like really stressed, stressed out, <laughs> anxious feeling. And that's, yeah. so I got home, I had run out for the morning a little bit, got home and the girls hadn't taken care of the chickens. We have chickens oh, in our okay. backyard and I unleashed on them I was like we are not gonna go get coffee this afternoon when we pick up your sister I can't believe you didn't do this job and I we have all these things and you're just gonna sit in your room and un- and spend the day packing and enjoying yourself <laughs> so ridiculous and then my oldest daughter started crying my young my middle daughter got mad at me and then I just paused for a moment and I started laughing and I was like oh my gosh yeah I am being so ridiculous right now (laughs) my older daughter was like I don't even know what you need us to do can you just make a list for us yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know so it it's like that yes in that moment I realized what I was doing yes and I apologized Mm. and we figured out how to move forward it's a self-awareness yes. as a parent. And also having a good sense of humor. I always say to people, if I didn't have my humor sometimes to fall back in with parenting, I would probably, I don't know what would happen, but there's so many times where you do have to just sort of like check yourself, be like, what I just said was ridiculous. I can totally re-enter this differently. And, and apologize. I love this idea of just like telling your kids, I am sorry, I screwed up. Yeah. Because it's human. And if I think if they grow up and they don't understand, like, oh, my parents were real people, that's something later in life that we all, you know, a lot of us have to kind of get around. This I love this idea of kind of, I always say, it's sort of failing forward. Yes. Well, and it indicates to them that you're, this is how they're going to parent, that you're giving them a roadmap. And I don't always do a good job. I'm sometimes a jerk. I'm sometimes stressed out. Oh, that's good I'm to hear. Sometimes, you know, like, I apologize all the time. I think 
people also like to know as parents that we all have those tendencies and we're, again, nobody's going to be perfect with anything that they do. And no. this is this is a great, conscious parenting is such a great base to be in, but that at the end of the day, we are human. And like what you said, we come with our own baggage, but to recognize it. Yes. We, we can't, we're not always conscious all the time. We're not always aware. Sometimes if there's a time crunch, I'll misbehave and I'll know just to get everyone out the door. Yeah. You know, misbehave, like I lose my temper, or I yell or whatever it is. And then we get in the car. I apologize, but we're all in the car on time. Yeah. <laughs> Some days it's just got to be like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was saying the other day I had, it was like driving and I don't know how many kids were in the car. And I literally had to take down the rearview mirror and look at myself and say, you are the boss. <laughs> you are the boss, Heidi. Like you can make the decisions. And then I kind of had to take a breath and then kind of re-enter it. But sometimes it just takes that. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so funny. Um, yeah. Can you tell me about Spark Wellness? Sure. So Spark Wellness is my practice in South Minneapolis. Um, the space is a shared space. So we have a co-op where there are other modalities. But I see patients there for homeopathy. Mm-hmm. And for conscious parenting work. Mm -hmm. And I like to pair those two. Over the years, like I mentioned, homeopathy has been one of my primary parenting tools. Because homeopathic remedies work on a mental, emotional, and physical level. And so they not only help you to feel well physically, but they also help with those behavior patterns that don't serve you. Recognizing that it's part of the, the way that remedies move you in homeopathy we call it the vital force and it's akin to chi mm-hmm. or you know um those sorts of ideas and the vital force is really impacted by those patterns of behavior that don't serve us whether they're diet exercise parenting things like that and the reason that i started adding parenting to my work it was very subtle because Parents bring their kids in and want healing for their children, but sometimes the thing that keeps the kids from getting better resides in the parenting relationship. And there's a phrase that I learned in my work that goes like this, everyone is guilty and no one is to blame. And I like to tell that to parents because we all do the best with the information that we have at the time. And so... People don't know what they don't know, and so they parent from where they're at. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there just needs to be a little bit of shift in that, and then everything changes. Mm -hmm. But sometimes what keeps the child from healing is some kind of struggle in that parenting relationship. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate you also giving out resources. Is there anything that I've missed Again, being curious about the movement. Well, you're asking about tools. Yes. And it can be a bit of personal work and depending on the person. But one thing that is always true is that every human wants to be deeply seen and known and understood. And so sometimes as the parent, that looks like listening And so an example of that is if your child gets into the car and tells you about some 
difficult thing that happens at school, the first thing that they want to say is something about fixing it. Mm. And if it was with a friend or a teacher, I've, I've listened to parents go into, well, that's not okay, and blah, 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 and, you know, getting into their own emotion about it. Mm-hmm. And they completely leave the child behind. Because <laughs> they're already thinking about <laughs> They're already wanting to fix it for yeah. them. But what really is needed in that moment is just for the parent to listen and ask questions and really understand what's happening for their child. Because in that moment, their child is telling them something deep about how they were hurt or frustrated or what have you Mm -hmm. and they just really need to be listened to Mm -hmm. and you can just listen you can ask curious questions but you want to keep it about them Mm -hmm. so that's a really kind of easy thing to begin with that's a great life lesson in general yes (laughs) it's the art of listening and not listening my husband said this to me the other day because this is something I work on every day. And not to go too much into my childhood, but I do recognize that this is maybe where it comes from. Trying to be a real active listener and not listening with the intention of talking. Right. One of my professors said the other day, and that's sort of my mantra lately, is only talk if you can enhance the silence. Oh, that's lovely. And I just loved that because I thought that is what I need to continue to work on, and with my children mm-hmm. as well. It's interesting to think about, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, to think about these questions to ask yourself, and also maybe if you're with your child in situations like that, um, how can I be more present in your life? Mm-hmm. What do you need most from me right now? What are some ways I can better connect with you? Where can I help to improve, strengthen our relationship? And do you feel seen, heard, and validated for me? Those are heavy questions. And maybe those don't work with the child that you have. But those are questions. You can kind of take that idea and kind of tweak it, you know, if you're talking to a 5-year-old versus a 25-year-old. Well, and those are also questions that you can be curious about and observe. They are heavy questions, like you said, and you need to adapt them. Sometimes they're just, as a parent, something to be curious about. My girls are 9, 11, and 14, and those are questions that I have asked them Hmm. in various ways. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes I'll say, is there anything that you'd like to be different about our relationship? And they'll say, oh, no, it's great, you know, whatever. Um, But then... It makes me wonder, well, is there anything that I would like to be different about mm. our relationship, mm-hmm. too? And for me, I've thought of things like, how can I be more present when I'm with them? And how can I interact with them? I want to develop my relationship with them. They think it's fine, but maybe there's things that we can work on, you mm-hmm. know? So it's just, like I said, it's just a process of being curious. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. I learned a lot <laughs> just as a parent, and I hope that our audience can take this and you know see how this can unfold in their lives. Yeah, thank Thanks. you so much for Thanks, having Desiree. me. Thanks for listening to Parent Town. 
If you are curious to know more about conscious parenting and what Desiree does at Spark Wellness, we will put up a link or two at our website, which is www.parent-town.com. Like us and share the podcast on Facebook with your community. We really appreciate that. You can listen to us where you listen to all your podcasts under Parent Town Podcast. If you have an idea for a show, we would love to hear from you, so don't be shy. Thank you to Greg Ward at Studio Arcade and to Park States for our theme music. Again, thanks for listening. I'm Heidi, and this 